David R. Taylor, Director, President, and CEO of Versa Bank. VBNK is the ticker symbol. A Canadian bank recently now listing at the NASDAQ and a digital business model that is somewhat fascinating. Tell us a little bit about this because this goes all the way back to your listing in 2013 in Toronto. And now you're a completely grown and, and different company, even evolving, right? Uh, indeed. Um, in fact, it goes all the way back to 1993 when I uh, conceived what I, a, a new type of banking model, a bank that could operate without branches, uh, uh, use the, the digital technology was available at the, at the time. And uh, I put it all together with telephone modems and IBM PCs, and then it evolved and evolved uh, to the bank uh, that you see today, a branchless B2B uh, digital bank. Yeah, it's fascinating. I did see the uh, 1993 creation and <laughs> the world's first digital financial institution um, I believe it because there was nothing digital back then. I was in college at that time, and um, the world of digital anything seemed very foreign. How did you come up with yes. this? And, and you know, how were you so forward-looking? Well, uh, it's probably you know, as they say, mother uh, the mother of invention is necessity. And uh, I wanted to form a bank, and I was uh, quite familiar with what could be done with. Uh, with uh, PC uh, technology, and um, I didn't have a lot of money, so I, I couldn't create a branch network. So I decided to create one with uh, with computers. And um, today, it's it's just as you'd expect. It's in full, uh, unfolded uh, using utilizing the new technologies that are available, including blockchain technology. And um, the reason we decided to to bring the model to the United States is that um, we have been uh, the last seven or so years, uh, we've pioneered a type of financing for point-of-sale companies whereby they can connect to our bank electronically. So they can send their loans and leases to us each day electronically and store them on our, our balance sheet, uh, sort of a seamless, economical way to, uh, to store their loans and leases. It's very popular in Canada, and uh, we thought that the the point of sale companies in the United States uh, could also uh, find that that type of funding uh, uh, relationship as attractive, also. Right, and this is a big focus of your company now, as you're saying. It's a 1.8 trillion dollar market estimated yes. to be at this point. When you look at this uh, point of sale financing solution, and it's been very successful in Canada. And your your idea here is to have more and more opportunity for these point of sale companies. Now, what would that be? Would that be restaurants and stores? And uh, what kind of point of sale companies are you looking to? And where have you had the most success? And where are you hoping to expand more? Well, it, it expands right across the entire market. So we, we do, um, we uh, buy the receivables from insurance companies, uh, the for folks that want to pay their, their insurance premium over a course of time. Uh, we uh, lease hot water heaters. Uh, we even do cosmetic surgery. We, uh, um, in most recent times with the pandemic, with people staying at home, there's been quite a demand for home improvement loans. And we've done a lot of that uh, uh, the last year or two. We do automobiles, heavy equipment, even airplanes, which I'm, of course, uh, uh, fine with. Uh, 
So we do everything. It's whatever the point of sale finance company uh, finances. Right. Uh, I think a convenience thing. People um, don't really want to walk down to their local branch bank anymore to negotiate a loan to buy a motorcycle. They just get the financing right there and then at the, at the motorcycle deal. Right, right. I mean, it certainly makes sense. And it certainly seems to fill a need. Um, and then you, me you mentioned blockchain. We think of crypto. We think of cybersecurity. All of these are such hot topic issues. Um, and you're right yes. in the center of it all. Tell me about the cybersecurity play in the business. Sure. Well, um, it's, it's, you know, it's what you'd expect is uh, we banks uh, sort of have a target on our back in the, in the cyber world. And so we thought it was really important. I suppose all banks uh, believe it's really important to um, have the first class cybersecurity. So we created a firm I call DRT Cyber. And thankfully, we were, were lucky enough to hire the chief architect in cybersecurity of a Canadian firm called BlackBerry well-known to a lot in the uh, cybersecurity area, uh, to develop cybersecurity for our bank to keep us safe. And then being the entrepreneurs that we are, uh, we thought, well, if it's, if it's good for us, it's probably good for others too. And uh, we could share this expertise that we've developed in-house uh, and some by, um, by acquisition with uh, other companies that are uh, uh, vulnerable to uh, cyber attacks. So presently, we provide the cybersecurity to about 350 of uh, large uh, large corporations in North America, include utility companies, rail lines, uh, police departments, right. some, some states. Uh, uh, so, it, you know, it just grew out of the bank's need uh, for cybersecurity and then our entrepreneurial certain nature to try and uh, make a few extra bucks by providing the service uh, to others.